It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, Anson, yes! Touchdown, they did it! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Welcome in on a Would You Rather Wednesday for, for us here on 106.9 The Fan. Love to hear from you on our Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321. Uh, Jason clearly has seen something that I haven't seen because you're making some really interesting <laughs> no. faces across the way. <laughs> this thing, one of the texts we got in is like four paragraphs long. Oh. So, <laughs> it's like, oh, geez. We've got a, we got a novel to get essay. through. <laughs> Their text opus. Okay. Uh, if you want to text in a novel, uh, that's okay. We'll try to get through it. Short and sweet is usually better, but uh, we'll take it. 435-339-0321. Uh, the big news of the day, Jerry Bovey named as interim AD. Uh, maybe I don't shouldn't say it's a big news. I mean, that was expected. It's big news that is unsurprising. Like, it's big news we all saw coming. Yes, it's official. A little surprised they didn't do that yesterday, but I think they just let the Hartwell news breathe and then Bovey today, and I, that's fine. That's appropriate. Um, news that Gonzaga is in talks with the Big 12 to join them with their basketball team. I don't know if it's basketball. Well, I would assume it's basketball only. Well, um, I mean, basketball and basically what other All other sports, other sports would be West they Coast have. Conference because of travel and budgets. But I mean, they might. I mean, BYU took all of their stuff to the West Coast Conference. Granted, it was not as hard as it would be for Gonzaga to then go the other way. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, they could probably do it. Uh, would, would the West Coast keep the rest of Gonzaga? Uh, they probably would, just because of history. and. Oh, if I was them, I'd totally just add a spite. Like, <laughs> like, go nope. ahead, spend all that money on flights. You know, four-letter word you. I mean, Get out can't, of town. They can't say it's all or nothing because they didn't do that for BYU. Well, they they they, they benefit from football, BYU. So I mean, they can't. They got them in a revenue sport like basketball, so they they brought that value. They were okay with them being basketball. The West Coast Conference doesn't even have football. No, no. So no, like, yeah. So it's it's impossible. So it made perfect sense for them to take BYU and everything except football. But I, the, if I if I was them, I wouldn't keep Gonzaga in everything except basketball. I just kick him out. Yeah. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. If you want to weigh in on a would you rather Wednesday, we'll get to Coach Anderson, Coach Gonzalez uh, from the New Mexico perspective on this matchup on Saturday. We'll hear from some of the players. Uh, talk about Utah State basketball too. We got uh, some audio with uh, Max Shulga and Dan Akin. We'll get to them. Their thoughts about their their season opener coming up on Monday, uh, three seven one four. Spent some time putting this together, and I appreciate the time you took to to write this. There's some definite some thought here in this text. So, here we go. It's hard to believe that Jerry Bovey, with the success he had in ten years at Weber State, 
would leave there to become the number two man in the Aggie athletic department without some implied assurance that his job would eventually be his. An educated guest would tell you his salary at Weber State as AD and his salary at USU's number two man would be close to the same. Judging from the job Jay Hill has done at Weber State, you can see the value in Bovey's hiring of the guy. The last six ADs at Utah State were not USU people. This guy has the background in the profession and is an Aggie with experience. That should count for a lot. See, and I really appreciate this text because it is well-punctuated, well-articulated, and very well-organized. Yes, I very thank much you. appreciate I that. did not have to try to guess <laughs> at what you were saying at any time in that text. Thank you, 3714. And very valid points, too. Very strong points. Yeah. That is one of the feelings that when Jerry Bovey came in, it was like immediately, oh, yeah, this is the successor to John Harwell. Like from day one. When they hired Bovey, that seemed to be the expectation, is he would eventually take over for Hartwell. Because, yeah, he was going from a number one at a Division One program at Weber State to, you know, albeit a slightly higher Division One program uh, at Utah State, and he was taking a deputy job. And it's it's no secret John Hartwell's been looking for other jobs for a little while. He didn't make it a secret. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, I think it was pretty clear. I mean, what the intent was, uh, and certainly the attraction for Bovey to leave a, a good thing that he had going at Weber State to come to uh, to Logan. Uh, certainly, yeah, he was, he was an, an alum. That's alluring. It is a, a bigger program and a bigger conference. It's Division One in basketball, but it's totally different in football. And so there are definitely more opportunities at Utah State. So, yeah, I, I think that you're right that there was definitely an implication that uh, he would be the AD in waiting. But you still have to prove yourself. You still have to sell yourself as the, the guy that ultimately becomes the permanent AD. And that's still to be determined. Yeah, and we'll, we'll see. They'll do their whole national search, and we'll find out. But if, if he doesn't become the permanent AD, I have to imagine he starts looking elsewhere. Because I don't know if he's going to stick around that long. He might, you know, go some other place, be athletic director somewhere else. Granted, those jobs don't open up every single day. No. But he'll he'll definitely have his eye elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. So, anyway, that's going to play out here. There's no real timeline that's been set. You know, that's changing an AD. That happens at different times throughout the year. There's not really any one time of the year that makes more sense than another, like it does for a football coach or a basketball coach. Uh, an AD's job is really year-round. I mean, they might get some kind of downtime in, I don't know, May and June. Yeah, I mean, in the summer you'd think, but even then they're, there's a lot of things they're probably working on for the next season. There. Right, there's still conference yeah. meetings, and there's a lot of things they have to do, but they're not – they don't have like those evenings where you're uh, kind of expected to go to the ball game. You're expected to be there with the with the, the players and and the fans, and so that's kind of a, a a little bit more of a downtime for them. But other than that, I mean, there's stuff going year round. They don't have an off season. Like basketball has an off season. Football has an off season. If you're the athletic director, you really don't have an off season. Because you're going from one sport to the next. Yeah. And then when it's the mostly off season for mostly everybody, 
that's when you said the the conference meetings, the school meetings, and the and then you're doing planning promotions for the next season. It just it, yeah. It changes. Does, doesn't end. It's like no. a, it's like a school teacher job where it's like you assume they have you know a season. You know, school teachers they have the school year, but they're always busy in the summer, even though you might think they're not. Even though it's technically their downtime. Right. Somebody told me the top three reasons to become a teacher were June, July, and August. <laughs> Those are some of their busier months. <laughs> but they actually, yeah, they they don't quite have as much downtime as you think. Uh, four three five three three nine zero three two one. Uh, for uh, anybody who wants to weigh in on that, uh, it is a Would You Rather Wednesday. We've already thrown out a few questions on that. Uh, but uh, we will talk about Utah State and New Mexico as well. We'll talk some Utah State basketball this hour. Uh, 5879 texting in. Guys, this is the perfect environment right now for Blake Anderson to hightail it out of here. And that's the last thing I want. I don't, I mean, maybe at the end of the season, I guess, but. I wouldn't say it's a perfect environment because Blake Anderson at this point, you know, if you're looking at Blake Anderson's stock as a head coach, it's lower right now. You know, it, it's you know, it, it's not high enough for him to get a promotion somewhere else, you know, to a P5 or a, or maybe a cup handful of better, you know, G5 jobs. I mean, sure, the environment's hectic, and that makes you maybe want to leave, but you got to be able to go somewhere else. And right now... He doesn't have the stock as far as being a head coach to go somewhere else. He could maybe make a lateral move, but and Bovey, I don't know how involved he was in the hiring process of Blake Anderson, but he was certainly on staff. Yeah, certainly would have been involved somehow. He was he was in those meetings uh, to some degree. I don't know at what level, but he was here already in the athletic department when Blake Anderson was hired. So it's not like it's total uncertainty and total chaos there is like there is some continuity at least right now so i don't know i i don't i don't know that i see that perfect environment for blake anderson to hightail it out of here if this had happened at the end of last year then yeah it would have been a great environment because his stock was sky high now he's already being put on lists of here's the guy who could be the next you know power five hire you know, hire him at a G5, send him to some P5 school somewhere. Now, you know, it's kind of like when Matt Wells first came in. Even not to the same degree, because there's a view that he inherited Gary Anderson's guys. But he had a couple good years. Then he tailed off for a little bit. Had to build his stock back up. Blake Anderson is going to be in the process of building his stock back up. Try to have another banner year. Maybe do what Matt Wells did. Now, is there turmoil surrounding Blake himself? Yeah, and that. Yes, and that can be reason to hightail it out if you start feeling the heat on your seat. But again, you you gotta have somewhere to go. Yes, and he is he is. I'm not saying he has nowhere to go, but you know, there's not an obvious place to go. Seven nine nine four on our full court press text line. Would you rather have St. Mary's and Gonzaga join the Mountain West without a football team and become a powerhouse basketball conference? Or would you rather have the Mountain West and Conference USA or something similar combined to be a contender for a power football conference and more playoff opportunity? Well, I'd definitely take the basketball. Like, because Mountain West and Conference USA, if you or you combine them, or maybe they combine the AAC or whatnot, or some th- something weird like that, it's not really pushing you forward. 
as a conference. Sure, you'd have maybe a couple better teams, and maybe you try and if you combine them, you try and squeeze out the lower teams. But you add St. Mary's and Gonzaga to the Mountain West, and that becomes one of the best, you know, not the best, but one of the better, you know, basketball conferences. They suddenly leap into the top, th- you know, top four, top five. Whereas right now, they contend for, you know, six, seven, eight, depending on the year. See, I think I would take the latter just because, as we talked about earlier, football is the driver of any athletic department. And if a playoff, football playoff expands, which, by the way, the first round of college football playoff rankings were released yesterday. And as of right now, Tulane would, if, if they went to 12 teams, Tulane would make the, uh, the college football playoff. And so if you're in an opportunity to get that kind of revenue and that kind of opportunity, that is what drives seats, ticket sales, and your entire, I mean, not your entire, but the majority of your athletic budget. So I think I'd rather go for the football opportunity rather than the basketball opportunity. See, and I can see that. I just feel like it's not as crucial to get a chance into the playoff by having to combine in in something drastic like that. You can still find a way to get in. Right now, Mountain West is in a down year, but in a good year, you're having a couple of teams that can push for for the playoffs. And so, and I was also thinking more from a just pure enjoyment standpoint. <laughs> from a financial standpoint, yours makes more sense. Um, but, but from the perspective I was taking that I, I, uh, I'd prefer the basketball probably cause I'm getting super into basketball. Now the seasons are changing <laughs> when people ask me, what's your favorite sport? Like whenever I tell them I'm in sports, they ask, the, the immediate next question is, Oh, what's your favorite sport? I think you might've even asked me this when we were interviewing for me to take this job. What was your, you think you might've asked me that. <laughs> I, I get asked, what's my favorite sport about 100 times a year? And I have the same answer. It depends on the season. <laughs> what time of year is it? Yeah. Checks calendar. Well, right now it's... Right now it's turning into basketball. <laughs> We're getting there. I know football season is still going, but depending on how teams are going, I start shifting. You know, I start doing my previews for basketball. You know, jazz season just started. I'm, I'm about to go neck deep in Utah State basketball schedule previews and position previews. Uh, check for those later, uh, later this week, early next week. Um, so <laughs> I'm about to get way deep into that. <laughs> and so I'm going to get really excited about basketball season starting on uh, next week. November 7th. 5338 texting in. Something just hit me. Would Blake Anderson be a candidate for the Auburn coaching job? No. No. Like I said, end of last year? Maybe. Of course, then again, didn't they just get rid of a Mountain West head coach? They did, and they, not just a coach, but anybody associated with his previous stop at yeah. Boise State. They, I think the writing's on the wall here. They want somebody who has P5 success. They want to find one of those retreads. Lane Kiffin is high on the list. And Lane Kiffin earlier this week was asked, you know, what do you think about your name being attached and he really poo-pooed it. He's like, you know what? I'm having fun here. We're having success. We're building something special here. Of course, you know, he has to say that. Yeah, and the thing is, when a coach is asked, what do you think of this one job opening up the rumor to be in, you know, be a part of, 
ignore the next 30 seconds of what comes out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Because it doesn't matter. And it'll make headlines everywhere. Yeah. Or everywhere, depending on how big a job it is. But, but just no. ignore them. When they say, I love it here, just look at them and say, you're lying to my face, aren't you? <laughs> Even if he's telling the truth, he's lying to your face. Yeah. Auburn's not looking for somebody out of the Mountain West. No, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. No. Tried that. Didn't work. Uh, 0366. Who are you trying to kid? We all know you were a girls' badminton fanatic. Girls' badminton. That's your favorite sport. I've been, I've, been, I've been found out. <laughs> you sold me out. I told you that in confidence. Uh, uh, 9315, why are there fake rumors about him leaving and not liking Utah State? What a joke. Yeah, I've seen this on, uh, on Twitter. It started yesterday. People saying, oh, he hates Utah State and he's out of here at the end of the year. Like, I don't. Blake? Yeah. I don't know where that's coming from. I mean, he's probably getting sick of all this, <laughs> these scandals he keeps getting wrapped up in. I know he was really upset with the fans and with the, the booing earlier in the year. And who knows? Maybe that just really set him off, and now he's just biding his time. But um, I don't know. I mean, he, that's a guy that's gone through a lot in the last year in his personal life. So... And I know this community has kind of rallied around him and his family, and he has been appreciative of that. But um, I don't – again, from my interactions with him, I don't get the sense that he, he hates it here and wants to leave. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's – I'm sure he's coaches are fine with it here. Coaches are very good at putting on a mask when they deal with the media and the public and feeling and, and acting differently um, when they're around close confidants. But yeah. I, I don't get the sense that he's a guy who hates it here. Yeah, well, here's the thing. You can have guys who come here and they love it here. I very much got the feeling that Craig Smith loved it here in Cash Valley. Yes. Does that mean he wasn't going to leave? Obviously not. He was. He came off as very sincere. I'm sure he, he perfectly well enjoyed living here. Seemed like it fit with him. I mean, heck, he stayed in state when he got that Power 5 chance. So these guys can be honest and say... I do actually love it here, but that does not equal them wanting to stay here forever. So, Blake, I'm sure he's he's fine here, but you know, and and I love it here. But if I got some super great opportunity, you know, I have to consider, it, even though I love it here. If I, if I was in the head coaching shoes, I should say right. Uh, it yeah, I don't know. Uh, a couple more texts here. Then we'll, we'll gotta take a time out and get to some of the stuff from coach and players about Utah State and Nevada. Nine three one five. Jason's favorite sports is sumo wrestling in the mud. Well, they don't have an official league for that, so I can't follow it. <laughs> on uh, is it not on the Ocho? <laughs> <laughs> At least not yet. No, not yet. All right, another time out here in the full court press. We will get to uh, Coach Anderson, what his thoughts are about New Mexico. And it's kind of a long answer, but it's worth listening to. His connection to that staff and that program, and it's really interesting. Um, and uh, we'll play that, what that connection's like, what uh, Danny Gonzalez has to feel, what he says about Utah State. And we'll hear from Dan Akin and Max Shulga, as Utah State prepares for their upcoming uh, home opener, season opener, on Monday. 
So that's coming up next on the Full Court Press. Evan McMullen says he's independent. The Democrat Party knows he's not. Cheers rang loud after Utah Democrats reached a decision to join Evan McMullen. Democrats chose to back him. Why are Biden's allies pulling out all the stops to elect McMullen? Because he'd do their bidding in the Senate. Conservatives know he's a Democrat in disguise, but sometimes his mask slips. His positions on issues match the Democrat platform. He wants to weaken the filibuster, backed Biden's radical Supreme Court nominee, attacked police budgets, supported reckless spending, more debt. He's just another Biden liberal, even campaigned to make him president. I plan to cast my vote for Joe. Imagine the America we can Imagine the damage after two more years of a Democrat Senate giving Biden free reign. Utah can stop him if we stop McMullen first. Crypto Freedom Pack is responsible for the content of this advertising. Paid for by Crypto Freedom Pack. Not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. 202-971-1316. This is Ryan at My Mattress. We've teamed up with Ridgeline High School Booster Club to bring you the mattress warehouse sale of the year. November 11th and 12th at Ridgeline High School. My Mattress, Maloof, and Serenoni will have truckloads of mattresses, mattress protectors, sheets, pillows, accessories, Serenoni blankets, and more at blowout rock bottom prices. Don't miss this chance for blowout pricing from My Mattress, Maloof, and Serenoni. November 11th and 12th at the Ridgeline High School Mattress Warehouse Sale. The Cash Valley Media Group Logan Holiday Gift Show is presented by Coppins Hallmark. Friday and Saturday, November 11th and 12th at the Riverwoods Conference Center. It is the perfect place to kick off your holiday shopping. Ideas and treats for the entire family. Clothing, books, jewelry, purses, home and holiday decor, baby items, and don't miss everyone's favorite guest, Santa. (laughs) The Logan Holiday Gift Show presented by Coppins Hallmark. Friday and Saturday, November 11th and 12th at the Riverwoods Conference Center. Start your holiday shopping off right. Hey, Aggie fans. Looking for the best burger in town? Bring the family to Prodigy Brewing and try out our signature Prodigy Supreme Burger or a wood-fired pizza. Need a smaller plate for the kids? Our kids' menu has you covered. Whether you are out with the family or just want to catch the Aggies game with friends, Prodigy Brewing is the place to be in Cache Valley. Located at 25 West Center Street in beautiful downtown Logan. The Young Automotive Group is proud to announce Young Truck and Trailer Center in Cache Valley. Whether it's heavy equipment trailers, horse trailers, race car trailers, or cargo and utility trailers, we're excited to offer some of the finest trailers and flatbed work trucks to Cache Valley. Our team of experts look forward to helping you find the right truck or trailer to fit your needs. With competitive prices offered on every make and model for sale on our lot. With our extensive inventory, you'll find the best deals right here in Cache Valley. Young Truck and Trailer Center, just off Highway 89 in Logan. Think young, drive young. I'm Nate Kreckman. This week in the Mountain West, Fresno State and San Jose State battling it out for dominance in the West. While the Mountain Division coming down to Boise State and Wyoming, we talked to Cowboys head coach Craig Bull about his team's dominant run game over the last couple weeks and what they have to do to keep pace with the Broncos in conference. It's all this week on the Mountain West Radio Network. Friday afternoon during the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Jason Walker here in the Full Court Press. By the way, I haven't tested this out yet, but I'm told 
that our issues with the evil tune-in have been resolved. <laughs> and issues uh, an improved uh, what's response with Alexa devices has been resolved. So more ways to listen to The Fan. So 106.9 The Fan, if you say that, it should be able to find us now. So if I say, hey, Alexa, turn off the lights. <laughs> uh, if anybody's lights turned off, you're right. <laughs> 9315. Get right, guys. Okay, thanks, 9315. Will we'll, do. We'll try to get right. Uh, so would you rather Wednesday? We're also getting ready for Utah State and New Mexico. Big. Uh, this is a big game. For the Aggies. Now, New Mexico, not a good team. They've really struggled. They haven't won a game yet in conference play. They only have a few wins on the year. Of course, Utah State only has a few wins on the year. They only got one more win than New Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Aggies got to get things right here. Uh, But one of the challenges of doing that is that uh, New Mexico, not a great offensive team. They do run a, a, a triple option, which is unique. Indifferent, but the real challenge here is that New Mexico defense. Rocky Long is their defensive coordinator. He was a longtime coach at New Mexico. Then he went to San Diego State, longtime coach there, had a lot of success as a head coach. But he's famous for having aggressive pressure defenses. And they're still trying to do that at New Mexico this year with Danny Gonzalez, and uh, here's what Coach Anderson has to say about that New Mexico defense and the challenges it will pose for his Aggies. Well, it's a 3-3 stack defense, which is just very unique. We see a lot of odd fronts that are more 3-4 based. We see a lot of uh, four down, uh, you know, millfield open. What Rocky does is very unique. It, it, there's only a handful of coaches and defenses in the country that, that – line down and attack you the way they do it's all moving parts it is very uh it's very much built around disguise and movement uh and and chaos to some degree and and nobody does it better than him in my opinion he is he is um able to get more out of less in terms of you know you look on their roster they don't have a ton of guys that are highly rated and we didn't when i was there with the exception of Erlacher, and honestly, nobody recruited Erlacher out of high school, but Rocky in New Mexico State. So it wasn't like Erlacher was some four-star, five-star guy. He was a guy that that built himself, and, and Rocky and the defense built into who everybody saw, but that's just not who he was. The system is phenomenal at utilizing what they have. They get as many guys that play hard that can run around uh, and really chase the ball at a high level, and they do a great job of putting in in position to to uh, make plays, and and they're doing that again this year. Uh, their you know their Lobo safety position is making play after play after play, and loss yardage play, tackle for loss, getting you off schedule. They do it as good as anybody. Uh, so it is a unique three three stack, diverse movement blitz. Void zone, you know, type of type of defense that is really hard to get a beat on. Yeah, so uh, it's a different defense for Utah State, and they will bring those pressures from different places. It's a three, 
three, five. Um, so it's, you know, the guys right up front, it may look like you have numbers uh, against them, but they bring a safety up or they'll bring a corner on a, on a side blitz and they'll bring pressures from different places, which will keep a, a, a quarterback guessing, which can be tough for a young and relatively inexperienced guy like Cooper Legat, who will be under center for Utah State. Yeah, well, a big part of that when you have, when you're bringing four on every play, but you know, that one is a mystery. You know, you have a three-man in front, and you just got to figure out, okay, where's the fourth guy coming from? That's more on the offensive line in a lot of cases. The quarterback obviously going to want to have to keep an eye on it, especially if he's passing. But it's got to be on the offensive line in both pass blocking and run blocking. You got to know where that guy is at because, yeah, you're not just facing six guys on the front. There's going to be somebody somewhere where they're making up for numbers in the box. Because you mentioned, you know, when Utah State does a running play, I talked about this yesterday where, or maybe it was in our segment we were talking about, um, we pre-recorded a segment uh, <laughs> earlier. I think I may be You thinking, talked about this earlier, which will be heard later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm mixing up my timelines here. But I talked about how Utah State, uh, you know, on a run play where the quarterback's running it, they have seven guys blocking. Okay, you have a six-man front. But if New Mexico is doing their job right, they'll make up for that numbers loss somewhere else. That's why the offensive line and tight ends have to be on top of their game because then, you know, they can keep that numbers advantage maybe, and that's where they can maybe break some big plays where they take advantage of New Mexico pressuring at the wrong place and suddenly Utah State has a huge numbers advantage play side and they can break a big run. Yeah, uh, this uh, New Mexico team's got a couple of really solid linebackers who all have tackles for loss, all have sacks on their resume of the season so far. Um, I don't know that they have necessarily super dynamic uh, defensive guys. Um, I think it's by committee that they do their work. But you know, it's a Rocky Long coach defense. So that's the big thing that stands out is that Rocky Long uh, finds guys who will just play hard. And are uh, and he will feature them, and he'll find ways to get them involved. So that's that's always one of the the big concerns when you're facing a Rocky Long team and a Rocky Long led defense. Yeah, well, the thing is, New Mexico they rank 124th in points scored per game, but they're 56th in uh, points allowed. Like that's a huge gap. Usually, the bad teams are just bad on offense, bad on defense. This is a team that's bad on offense, but they're. Solid on defense. Right. They're going to give them their team a chance by how well they play on defense. Yeah, they're borderline upper third of NCAA in defense. But you know, they're 2-6 and six because they can't score, despite some of the good things they've done on defense. Now, speaking of scoring and what they do on offense, it is a triple option. Utah State has already faced an option team in Air Force, but uh, Blake Anderson was quick to point out this is a very different option style of offense that New Mexico will run and that the Aggies will face on Saturday? It's a little different. Uh, obviously, there is option uh, you know, that, that does carry over. It's a completely different style of option. It's a, it's, um, so, in, in answer to your question, it's probably, yes, there's a few things you can take, but it is its own entity in terms of how they, they get to it. Uh, I think Banda would tell you schematically, it is uh, it it is sounds the same in terms of triple option, but definitely doesn't play the same. And so we're going to have to have our plan for this particular system. And it's not 
not necessarily what we carried into in that game. Um, you know, the way they utilize the fullback with their force as opposed to more zone oriented type run game in this, it just doesn't look quite the same. Yeah, so I mean, it helps that you've seen something, and at least you have that mental idea of how the option an option offense can work. And Utah State did a pretty good job defending the option against Air Force. But there are differences here, and there could be also a big difference at who the quarterback is for New Mexico, whether it's the, the, the bigger, more physical quarterback or the more slight but f- speedy quarterback uh, that they have under center uh, operating their, their option offense. Yeah, it's obviously, uh, you know, it's not your grandma's triple option there, <laughs> but uh, it could be similar like, you know, when you're learning a language, like you learn your second language, it's pretty hard, but, you know, you learn a third and it, it's easier because you've done it before. Especially so, like if you've learned Spanish, it's not that hard to learn Italian because they're from the same family. Yeah, a lot of those, a lot of those Latin languages. Um, so, yeah, like it'll help the process of learning this triple option. You can't play it the same but the process of learning again to stop a triple option, that's something where playing Air Force maybe could help. Yeah, very true. Very true. A couple of quick texts, and then we got to take another timeout here on the Full Court Press, 9315. Uh, you, USU better not lose to New Mexico because then we would look like the BYU dumpster fire. That'd be even worse. Yeah, that would be, that would be bad. It'd almost be like losing to an FCS team. Yeah, that would be embarrassing. Oh, wait. Also, <laughs> tune in. No, thank you. It's always better to just go direct to the source, but we think we've got it figured out for those who use those other outlets to find us. Just use our app, 106.9 The Fan mobile app. I've got it on my phone. It's also streaming on our website, 106.9thefan.com. Granted, I never listen to our show. so (laughs) kind of hard when we're on the show. Uh, 5879, so will this be a low-scoring game? Uh, I think the over-under on this is like 45-and-a-half. Yeah, forty-six so, and a half. Yeah, so we'll have our score predictions. We'll uh, we'll have those for you tomorrow. Um, I'm not thinking it's going to be much of a low-scoring game. So you would take the over. Yeah, I I take the over. See, I think I would take the under, but close. Yeah. Close. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, quick timeout here in the full court press. When we come back, interesting connections with this coach and the New Mexico coaching staff. Uh, it runs deep. And they're very close to each other. And really interesting stories coming from Blake Anderson about his connections to Rocky Long and Danny Gonzalez. You'll want to hear that. It's coming up next here on the Full Court Press. But first, you know, Mountain West Motor, our friends there, have uh, friends of the program, have great selection of trucks and SUVs. And their inventory there has been specially customized. And so they're very, you know, very uh, selective of what vehicles they have on their lot. So go check it out. They've, and they've got a variety of price points as well. So based on your budget, they've got a variety of different uh, trucks and SUVs that fit what your lifestyle is, what you want to do, and what your budget can handle. Like some vehicles starting around $20,000. So go check out their website for current inventory and pricing. And make sure you follow them on Instagram as well for any current promos or events. That's mwmotor.com. Or check out their lot at 615 North Main in Logan. When Evan McMullen backed Joe Biden for president, he voted for every single catastrophic policy Biden's gang of socialists and tyrants inflicted on struggling Utah families. 40-year high inflation, crushing taxes, open borders, and lost freedoms. It was a bad call, but McMullen's got no regrets. We can't give Evan McMullen a second chance. 
We need Mike Lee now more than ever, our constant constitutional defender who never gives an inch to the forces who would destroy American freedom. The Biden-McMullen agenda drove Utahns' cost of living sky high. But Mike Lee has been a bulwark, shielding us from Joe Biden's thoughtless leadership, standing strong against rampant spending, lawless borders, and creeping socialism, even when he's had to stand alone. I'm Mike Lee, and I approve this message because I love Utah. I love our country, and it's been my honor to serve as your senator. Mike Lee for Senate. Paid for by Friends of Mike Lee Incorporated. It's engagement season. Time to find the perfect ring. S.E. Needham Jewelers is known for beautifully cut diamonds at excellent prices. Guys, the sparkle is what matters most in the diamond you give your sweetheart. Our diamonds stand apart from those of other stores. Come view our diamonds under magnification. Select a diamond that fits your budget and then have it mounted in a ring that she'll love. Remember, you get S.C. Needham quality at internet pricing. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.C. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. You've been putting up with a dirty, dusty wood stove for years. Why haven't you changed it? Go to Advanced Fireplace and Stove in Logan. Look through their showroom for ideas on quadrifier pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. They have several demos in place so you can see firsthand how your project will look. And you can trust the pros at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They'll do the job right. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We are humbled by and grateful for the tremendous support we have been shown since opening our doors nearly two years ago. So we just want to say thank you. On behalf of everyone at White Pine, first and foremost, thank you for allowing us the honor and privilege of serving you and caring for your loved ones. Additionally, thank you for voting White Pine the best mortuary in Cache Valley in both 2021 and 2022. White Pine Funeral Services. For over 20 years, Ages Home Health and Hospice has been providing health care to Cash, Box Elder, and Rich Counties. Whatever or wherever your health care needs, Ages' goal is to meet those needs. Ages Home Health and Hospice core values are character, experience, and trust. Ages, A-E-G-I-S, striving to provide the health care services you need. Ages Home Health and Hospice. Call 723-9000 or find them at myages.com. Join the show by calling 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Cash Food Pantry has a crucial need for donations right now. We've got the holidays coming up. More families seeking assistance than ever. Turkeys, hams, anything that might be part of a traditional Thanksgiving or Christmas meal is desperately needed. Also, if you've got backyard chickens and can spare some eggs, Cash Food Pantry has the facilities to store those. So uh, feel free to donate. And actually, donating cash can really go a long way with the Cash Food Pantry. They've got a buying power that's unlike many others, and they can really stretch a dollar, so cash donations are encouraged. You can drop it off in person. You can make a donation on their website, or you can use Venmo and uh, make a donation straight to the Cash Food Pantry. Uh, it's at cash-pantry. That's their Venmo handle. And uh, please join us here at The Fan and all of us at the Cash Valley Media Group trying to help uh, Cash Valley families 
by donating to the Cash Food Pantry this holiday season. Uh, so Blake Anderson has a uh, certainly a, a deep connection to Rocky Long and that New Mexico staff. Uh, his first Division One level coaching job came at New Mexico on Rocky Long staff. Danny Gonzalez ended up being on that staff at some point as well. Uh, that's where he got to know Matt Wells. They were on that staff together, and they were close, longtime friends. And uh, it's kind of an interesting connection there where they have stayed close um, for many years and still remain close. And, uh, you know, certain those are interesting situations to be in when you have these deep connections. And the way the coaching world works, you cross paths with a lot of guys. You end up working on staffs together. And you stay close to a lot of these people. But then when you face them on game day, it can be kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> but you still play the game. And outside of that, like, you want to beat your friends. There's something fun about doing that. Um, but uh, there, there's some really deep connections here. And Coach Anderson has some, uh, you can tell he has a lot of uh, fond memories of his time there and close connections with a lot of guys on that staff. I worked with for Rocky. Rocky was my first uh, Division One head coach. I was I was the offense coordinator at Trinity Valley Community College in Athens, Texas, when Rocky hired me, and and he I mean gave me a huge break in the profession. I did not have a pedigree, didn't have some fancy name or any trophies on the shelf. Just a hardworking guy coming up in the profession, and Rocky put some trust and faith in me and, and hired me to come coach running backs, eventually moved to coach wideouts before moving on as a coordinator at Middle Tennessee. So uh, I, I would tell you I owe a tremendous uh, amount of um, credit for my career to Rocky Long and his faith and what he saw in me as a young coach. Uh, I, I've referred to him as kind of one of my football dad. He doesn't necessarily like that as much as I do, but uh, I, I really do believe that without his – trust and giving me the opportunity not sure that I'd be the head coach sitting in front of you today and I just have an unreal amount of respect for him and his wife Debbie they've been they've been very close very integral parts of my family and my journey as a coach as a husband as a father and obviously with all we've gone through the last few years they've been a big part of uh, of that they've always been very very supportive so Danny was a GA for us there, I had been a player, uh, I think a walk-on player, it became a GA, and I thought immediately that he had something very special about him. I, I, I thought he had a great career ahead of him. It's proven to be true. Uh, we stay in contact, all of us, uh, a, a good bit. We were able to get together a couple times a year at different events, and, and I just I enjoy my time being with him. I, I want to beat him on game day, but pull for him every possible chance I can. Danny's wife, Sandra, and my wife, Brittany, have become good friends as well. Uh, we, we, we share family uh, together in terms of just pictures and stories and conversations. And, and again, it's one of the things I love about this, you know, this profession is that you do have great friendships that on game day once a year is really, really competitive, but you pull for them you know, the rest of the year. And, and that's who Danny and Sandra are. That's who Coach Long and Debbie are. Uh, he's one of the best defensive-minded coaches, in my opinion, that have, I've ever known, and, and he creates all kinds of problems for you, and, and Danny is just exactly like him. They make a really good team, and, and it is always a challenge when you play against their system because it is so unique and well-coached, 
and and the technique that they play is, is so good that uh, it creates problems for you that just other defenses don't. Uh, you add that with the triple option, and it makes this game really difficult to prepare for. All right, so there you go. Kind of a long answer there, but interesting nonetheless, just to hear the, the connections there with Rocky Long. Danny Gonzalez was young on that staff. They know each other. Uh, they're connected. Their families keep in touch. And uh, now they score off against each other on Saturday. Yeah, and when you, when you mentioned you know, Rocky Long giving the big break, like, like it's serious. Like, it, it can be hard to jump into coaching, you know, without some sort of, you know, you mentioned, like, having a certain name can certainly help out. Um, or, you know, having a really big playing career can help. But Anderson kind of had to fight the long way up. You know, he was bouncing around between Division three junior college jobs, and then he gets to be the, the running backs coach uh, at New Mexico, jumps into the Division one FBS-level coaching, and from there became a leaser to jump up the coaching ladder. You know, goes to be a co-offensive coordinator, Middle Tennessee, and then just keeps going up and eventually – you know, going into, you know, maybe a higher level school as a position coach, then becoming an offensive coordinator at those higher schools. And then you jump to a head coach of a lower school like Arkansas State. Then he jumps to Utah State. And there's more rungs on the coaching ladder. But you can see, like, a lot of this began with him finally getting that big break at New Mexico, jumping into the FBS level coaching. Yeah, it's uh, really humbling to look at a lot of these coaches and their resumes. Like, where they've been and where they had to go to get to where they are today. I mean, it's very nomadic, and they had to bounce around. And somewhere along the line, some along the line, somebody had to give him a break, give him a chance, and that was Rocky Long for Blake Anderson. Yeah, like how do you go from coaching at places like Howard Payne and Trinity Valley in eastern New Mexico, then he goes to New Mexico, and then again that just begins the the real climb. Right, until he wins a Mountain West Conference championship. Yep. And like I said, there's there's more rungs to go up from here, but he's come a long way, and a lot of that began with Rocky Long. So he's obviously very sincere and very right about, you know, what he owes to, to Rocky Long. 2603 texting in. Uh, let's see. Ha-ha BYU, and they think they are going to compete in the Big 12. Yeah, if they're like they've been for some of these years where – they win a bunch of games against weak competition or they have something like this year, then I don't know, like University of Utah, they went in, you know, heels on fire when they went into the, the Pac-12. But then they struggled. Right. It took them several years to get up to speed with Pac-12 competition. But now they're, like, regularly near the top of the Pac-12. Yeah. So if they're if BYU's well run, yeah, it'll be tough initially, but they'll be fine eventually. All right, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, let's uh, find out more about basketball. Dan Akin and Max Shulga, I got a chance to catch up with them after practice yesterday. Their season begins on Monday. What do they have to say about their upcoming season and things they've worked on during training camp? That's next on the Full Court Press. This is Jay with Daryl's Appliance. This Saturday is our 52nd annual fall sale, our biggest sale of the year. Get Black Friday pricing Saturday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Plus, when you buy more, you save more. Up to a $500 instant rebate on select purchases. Wait, there's more. Triple dip in savings with an additional Daryl's exclusive mail-in rebate. Save up to $800 more on select purchases. Save 30 to 50% on scratch and dent appliances. Financing available. Plus, you get our service back every sale. Listen for a live radio broadcast Saturday from 10 to 1. Daryl's West on Airport Road. 
Crystal Vision, the two-time gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah, just got back from a Las Vegas buying show. They were able to see and buy the newest eyeglass frames, styles, and trends for 2023. Stop in today and check out what's new in the eyeglass frame world. Remember to take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Nobody has the style and fashion to choose from like Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. The Elements Restaurant is serving a plated Thanksgiving dinner this year with all the holiday classics. Herb roasted turkey with a sage turkey gravy, garlic whipped potatoes and whipped sweet potatoes, traditional cornbread stuffing and delicious warm rolls. And for dessert, choose between pumpkin pie, pecan pie or apple galette. Let the Elements serve your family a delicious Thanksgiving feast while you spend the day enjoying family and friends. Prime times fill up quickly. Reserve online today at theelementsrestaurant.com or call 750-5171. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker, coming up on future editions of the Full Court Press. We'll give our predictions. We've been talking about Utah State and New Mexico, but tomorrow we'll give our predictions about how we think things will play out with our score predictions. And also we'll get some, uh, uh, maybe some predictions as well for high school football with the 4A semifinals taking place down at uh, Cedar City on Saturday. We'll have a conversation with Devin Dixon, who has been calling play-by-play for Region 10 football, and that will be coming up on a future full-court press show later this week. But uh, yesterday, I got a chance to catch up with Max Schulga and Dan Akin to talk about how training camp has gone for them as they get ready for the start of their upcoming basketball season. So uh, let's get to it. There's Max Schulga and uh, my conversation with him yesterday. Utah State Aggies start of the season here shortly. Practices have been going on for a little while now. So I guess for you, Max, uh, how do you feel like you're progressing and how the team is progressing with several new faces? Not a lot of new players like maybe last year, but uh, how do you feel that the team unit's kind of come together so far? Yeah, I mean, we've been working since basically the finish, the season finished last year. Um, just throughout the whole summer and now since the preseason started every day in the gym as a as a team because we had our two I would say two or two of our best players leave so we had to figure out kind of the role new roles and how to play together as a as a new team so we've been working on that a lot and um, individually um, I've been progressing I'm in the gym like I'm in the gym every day regardless of what is going on so I don't really don't really focus on that that much. It just kind of comes with it. Speaking of roles, how do you feel like your role has kind of changed or has it changed or has it expanded based on kind of your experience and kind of the work that you've been putting in? Yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, whatever whatever role uh, team needs me to fill, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be doing that. So, yeah. How do you feel like that uh, experience playing internationally has kind of helped propel you into the start of this upcoming season? Uh, I think it gave me a lot of confidence in my game. Um, playing as the best players in Europe uh, or maybe of that age in the world too. So um, it gave me a lot of confidence and a lot of game experience that I maybe I didn't have as much the past two years here. So um, yeah, I would say confidence in just game reps. With some new players in place, maybe new roles kind of defined with some of you guys, how do you feel like that's kind of been evolving as the season's been going on, or the practice and training camp? You had some closed scrimmages, you had an open scrimmage, but opportunities to kind of figure out each other and 
And do you feel prepared for the start of the season? Yeah, definitely feel prepared. Uh, yeah, I mean, roles change as years go by. Um, players develop, players, um, whatever the case may be, get injured or whatever. Um, so, yeah, roles definitely change. We just got to learn how to feel every one of them and everybody buy in and play as a unit, as a team. Uh, and then I guess lastly, just kind of on a personal note, just how are things going with family back home and with everything that's still going on in Ukraine? Mm -hmm. No, nah, I feel good. Family, family safe back home. So um, keep in touch, just keeping in touch with them. Uh, just hoping everything's going to be good. All right. Well, Max Shulga, best of luck and thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so that's Max. And then I also had a chance to talk to Dan Akin and his thoughts about the uh, training camp so far and getting ready for USU basketball on Monday. Aggie basketball getting ready for the start of 2022-23 season. Dan Akin. And uh, first, how do you feel like you're integrating into the group of people here, the coaching staff? You know some of those guys already, but with the other players and just uh, the culture here at Utah State. Yeah, I think I'm doing well, like you said. I already, I'm familiar with the guys and a couple guys on the team, obviously the coaching staff. So it was an easy transition, like become like coming to the team. And then, how do you feel about your role with how this, with the personnel that's here and some of their roles that were already here, and you're trying to break in and establish yourself? Yeah, I'm quite uh, confident in my role. Uh, obviously, being an older guy, this guy, obviously being familiar with the coaches, I kind of knew what I was expecting when I came in. The season getting underway here shortly, uh, but how do you feel like you guys are coming along? You've had some closed practices, closed scrimmages against other teams. You had the open practices that some fans have been able to see, but how do you feel like things are progressing, getting ready for the start of the season? Uh, I think we're uh, doing really well. We're going on an upwards uh, trajectory. Uh, we, obviously, we had the two closed uh, scrimmages, and they went pretty well, so we're really confident uh, to Monday. So, yeah. What do you feel like you still need to work on as the season's getting going? I know you're kind of a veteran guy, but still there's room for improvement for, for everybody. But where do you see like things that you need to continue to work on? Uh, as a team? Uh, well, as a, as a team and then also just you individually. As a team, yeah, I think our defense, could, we, we need to be connected uh, a little bit more, especially in our ball screen defense. And then just trying to figure out like when guys are hot, like trying to give them the ball at certain times. And I guess me just continues to work on my leadership and just just trying to like find a niche on the team and just be in the best like role to find the best role I can be yeah <laughs> that made sense <laughs> absolutely absolutely well Dan uh, best of luck for this upcoming season we look forward to seeing you in an Aggie uniform thank you uh look forward to everyone coming out to being in the spectrum so there you go Dan Atkin he's fun to talk to uh and uh Playing a pretty interesting role for Utah State. It'll be exciting to see how he fits in. I think people are going to really enjoy watching him play. Yeah, I think there's several of these players that are going to enjoy watching him play. I'm certainly interested to see how he matches up against, you know, he's going to be playing center effectively. He's going to be a six nine center, which can be interesting. It's a passable height and passable length. Be a wonder if he'll be able to play that undersized role and still be able to be effective. So they play Utah Valley Monday, 7 o'clock, to tip off the season for the more pregame coverage with Al Lewis and Jalen Moore. We'll begin at 6 on Monday. We'll have uh, Aggie game day coverage on Saturday for football. That'll start at noon with the kickoff at 1.30 with New Mexico coming into town. So very busy couple of days for Utah State Athletics. The women play Monday afternoon at 3. What uh, College of, College of Idaho. Idaho that they will be hosting. So opportunity to see a lot of Aggie sports over the next uh, couple of days here. So it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be nice, to, be nice to get out to a football game again. It's been too long. 
because it's been several weeks because I didn't go to Wyoming. Obviously, didn't go to anything in the bye week, so it'll be nice to get back. Yeah, just dress warm. <laughs> it's going to be cold and wet. Yeah. That'll do it for us. Have a great night, everybody.